the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton coming here for you uh, in this nice, 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 nice summertime. Uh, I want to just continue my conversation on leadership. I hope you enjoyed uh listening to uh, Jada uh, last week. Uh, she is uh, really, really, really growing as a leader. And uh, our goal is to produce leaders uh, from an urban context, you know, you know, people that, that really understand that they can uh, come back and, and, and make a make an impact. Uh, they can be the future board members and uh, funders of, of uh, dreams and visions that a lot of us urban pastors have, but sometimes may not have the resources to connect with. I know it was kind of frustrating for me at times. It still is frustrating as I'm still raising money. And, and I just thank you to every one of you guys who responded by mailing in uh, a donation to us for this summer. Uh, you know, that when you get out there and, and people really don't understand uh, what you need in your context, you know, sometimes you go to a foundation and you, they see you do sports and, and uh, they say, we don't fund sports, we fund education. But, you know, sports is is, is just our hook. You know, I mean, uh, kids didn't do well sitting in school for eight months and they're not going to want to sit in the classroom again for another two months. Uh, but sports serve as a little hook for them, as a little recreation that you can go in there and get them to understand and draw a parallel to their success in life just as they desire to be successful on that field or that court that uh, they can be successful in life. So whether it's a soccer ball, a basketball, a baseball, uh, in our case, we use track and field. Uh, you know, it's just a great opportunity to to work on character, integrity, and, and most of all, introduce them to the person, the works, and the teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, leaders are, 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 are phenomenal. You know, we see in our day and age of everyone's got some kind of leadership program, some kind of leadership development uh, degrees in leadership, you know, masters and everything like that. And, and we go around and because, you know, we realize the need to have a leader. But the one thing we don't really realize is that is like what I try to teach young people is a simple formula in a leader is that a leader has a plan. Right. And a follower is waiting for a plan and a leader knows how to plan. And when you plan, you have to answer these simple questions that I was taught over and over again in elementary school. Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Oh, my goodness. If I had to tell you the number of times the nuns gripped us on who, what, where, when, why, and how. You know, sometimes holding that little ruler in their hand, you know, if you look like you want to stutter a little bit. And and not just to understand the context. A lot of times when we memorize, 
we'll memorize certain aspects of something, but we don't really understand the intent of it. So, you know, we, we know that, you know, you get up in the morning, you, you, uh, you, you, you practice hygiene, you get dressed, you eat breakfast, you go to work or school. And so, you know what you're doing, you know, but sometimes we don't know why we're doing it. You know what I mean? You know, we do, are we doing it just to survive, just to eat? Are we doing it to make an impact in the world? You know, I always tell uh, my young people, the leaders plan. They have a plan. When we when we go into a, a, a just don't go to track mean just run. You know, I mean, you have, have to have a plan. You know, you know, how are you going to attack the curve? How are you going to attack the hurdle? Uh, you know, what are you going to do your first jump, your second jump, your third throw? If you make it the finals, you know, what's your plan? You know, I mean, you have to have a plan and and teaching them the plan is, is, is just it's a. To me, it's just a powerful thing that, that they can sit down and, and look ahead and be ahead of the game and say what's going on. You know, I, we have this thing uh, <laughs> that when when you're given a task, you know, it, it's like a test. You know, so if I come in the room, I said, uh, uh, this floor needs to be swept. And then you can tell the people who, are, who haven't been exposed to leadership because then immediately they go looking for a broom to sweep the floor. And then I wait, and as soon as they start sweeping, I said, who told you to sweep the floor? He said, well, you said the floor needed to be swept. I said, but who told you to sweep the floor? Yeah, then I say the floor needed to be swept now? I said, you know, you, and then they, then, they, then they realized, you know, they've been caught. Because a leader doesn't commit action. He always plans. So if somebody says sweep the floor, then you got to kick in with the who, the what, the where, the when, the how, and the why. And you come in and ask those questions, make sure you have clear direction on, on exactly what the person wants and then develop a plan to get it done. Now, you don't really need an extensive plan to get the floor done. You don't have to take notes in the PowerPoint, you know, what I mean? but it's still a practice that you have to have so that you can get in there and make sure you're clear because you don't want any misunderstandings on on who is supposed to do what, when was it supposed to be done? How was it supposed to be done? You know, as I like when I went to work at uh, Wendy's, right? And uh, they was, you know, we had to make, you had to make the Wendy sandwich a certain way. And uh, <laughs> and some employees go like, what difference does it make? Oh, it makes a difference. You know what I mean? And how you prepare the sandwich, you know what I mean? So, you know, mustard went on the meat. It didn't go on the bread. You know what I mean? You know, mayonnaise get first, then ketchup, you know, you know, then pickles, then lettuce, then tomato, then onion. You know, it's just, just how you made a sandwich. And, and that's how they wanted their sandwich made. If somebody just said, I want you to make sandwiches and you just go there and start making sandwiches your way. Right. Or you might be making it the, 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 the McDonald's way and not the Wendy's way. And then you're wondering why you're being chewed out because you didn't ask the key questions of who, what, where, when, why, and how. And, and that, and, and it may seem like a simple formula, but it really helps build and helps, helps a young person start to think about planning. You know what I mean? Then they get excited about planning. You know, and, and some of them, I, I encourage them to keep a notebook with them, you know, and they sometimes leave it in their backpack and things like that. But I say, in your downtime, when you don't have anything to do after lunch, free time, just plan, you know, just think about what you want to do the next day and just let it and let, and just get creative and sketch, doodle, you know, just, just something to excite your mind to, to keep it going, to be planning and energized. And I, I think that all of us can learn from this. All of us can learn. From the, the the who, what, where, when, why, and how, all of us can can learn and create a, a, a synergy, and then and basically make 
and have a lot of clarity. I mean, sometimes when we're talking to people, we have a misunderstanding of what they really meant because we don't ask those questions. We just assume and then we go out and do something and then we end up having to do it twice instead of doing it right. You know what I mean? And so you want to make sure it's there. And, and, and you know, the, the second most important thing I tell them is that you can never have a good leader unless he's surrounded by good leaders. It's very important for you to help your leader lead, not to sabotage, not to, not to criticize, but to help lead. Cause sometimes leaders get bogged down. They get a lot of things on their mind, a lot of things on their, on their plate. And so they, you have to come back and, uh, and help them understand, you know, what, what, what are they doing and what, you know, what, how they can do. And you have to understand how you can serve that leader to help take some things off his plate. Cause one day you hope to be in that position, right? You know, as you push him up to the next level, you know, then you can come in and, and heal. Let me take a story. I want to take a story in the a, in a, in a Bible. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, a couple of people. Uh, first one is Mordecai, you know, and I looked at Mordecai and, and, and Mordecai did not step up uh, with the intent of being a, a leader amongst his people. But I'm pretty sure his, his word was respected since he had such a position in the king's in the king's palace. You know, things interesting about Mordecai is that Mordecai took in his he took in his niece and he had to raise her. It doesn't mention anything about other children or other family members that Mordecai may have. It just focuses on him and Esther. So here's is is this is let's take it from that instance that he's a single parent, you know, and he's uh he's raising a female. And and now the king is going around talking about it. he's coming around looking for all the fine virgins because he's gonna take them to his house. <laughs> Uh, I read that story as a dad and I probably would have hit my daughter in the mouth and knocked a couple of teeth out. So when they got there, <laughs> John's laughing at me. When they got there, she'd be too ugly to take back to the palace because I, I wouldn't want my daughter stuck up in the palace being a one night stand and having to live up there forever and be separated. I just, I do something, break a leg, do something. You know I mean, you'll mess her hair up, uh, you know, just to, not to get in there. But ev- evidently that wasn't a, a fear of his, you know, but as a father, you know, he, he, he protected her. You know what I mean? You know, he used his position at the palace to check on her and to make sure she was doing okay. And whether it was Esther's parents or Mordecai that instilled this in her, but she was, she, she was obedient and she knew how to talk to uh, people in authority because when she got there, she made sure she listened to the the, the the eunuch who was in charge of the harem and took his ideas and she didn't use her own ideas. She listened and, uh, and it benefited her in the long run. She becomes queen, you know, you know, one night with the king and he says, you're my queen. And she's in this position, you know, the thing I like about Mordecai is that Mordecai, as we like to say, he stayed in his lane. Mordecai didn't use his daughter's position to elevate his own position. Even when he saved the king in the assassination plot, he didn't make it. He didn't go to Esther and say, hey, you know, you got to remind this cat that uh, what I did for him. Yeah, Mordecai, as a as a as a leader, he just did things to assist his leader. And even though he might not have been in agreement with his leader, but because of the position he held, he did his position well. And then. Only as the Holy Spirit can do. The king gets convicted. 
realizes he hasn't rewarded Mordecai. Rewards him at a time that is so just, just so God time. And just before this cat's talking about wiping people out, the whole thing flips over. Mordecai ends up on top, ends up becoming like one of the top leaders in the nation and, uh, and, and, and fulfills in that, but keeps going on in his same route, in the same way, honoring God every step of the way. Of course, you can't talk about Mordecai honoring God as he worked for, you know, uh, a, a foreign leader without mentioning Daniel and what Daniel did and, 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 and how Daniel, he also could talk with people of authority with wisdom and, uh, and, and be convincing. And, and you have to go back to look at where does this come from? Where does this ability come from? Where does this, this thing come? And when you look at the Torah and you look at how the Torah teaches, then you could understand how it was producing, you know, young people that had this effect because they were so true and committed to Jehovah. You know, Mordecai wasn't bowing to anybody. Daniel, we're not going to eat the uh, unclean foods and everything. But this level of, of commitment to their belief and their faith made it such that their level and commitment to even their task that they were given was always going to be done with excellence and was always going to be done unto the glory of God and not unto the glory of man. Now, man benefited from this, but that's not why they were doing it. You know what I mean? Because if Mordecai was was serving the king for his own means, he would have definitely put a word in about his reward, you know, way, you know, way sooner than, than it actually happened. You know, if he was in there doing everything for himself, you know, he would have made sure that, that he was saved. He would have been trying to save uh, the whole nation. You know, he would just looked out for himself. So, so you 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 see this that comes in. And same thing with Daniel. Daniel is 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 in great position of authority, and they're talking about killing all the magic users. And Daniel comes in, and Daniel doesn't say bail me out, O king. You know, what I mean, he bails out everybody. He saves everybody. You know, and Daniel was so good at just being at his job that he served under different <laughs> different rulerships. Even when the land got conquered, you know what I mean? He still was given a position of authority because even though, you know, Daniel wasn't one of them, they knew he would do the job with excellence because that's how it happened. And so that's how we have to approach our life and our positions, you know, where we are in leadership with excellence. I mean, sitting down sometime, writing out a plan, you know, I remember but telling my wife years ago, I said, now, you know, when it gets to 2013, you know, 20, 2012 is going to get real hectic in our family, you know. And and she was like, well, what are you talking about? My wife was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I said, well, you know, we have one that's going to graduate 2003, come out of college 2007. Another going to graduate 2005, come out of college 2009. I said, then we have a high school graduation uh, 2012 college graduation, 2013, a, a high school graduation, 2013, another high school graduation, 2015 college graduation. She's like, they're only five years old. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I got to get ready for that. You know what I mean? I was like, I got to get ready for that. I got to, I got to have a plan because they're going to be bouncing back to back and things going to happen and get to going like that. And, and even though they were five, four, three and one, you know, already I started to formulate those kind of plans, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how. You know, that, that's how we have to uh, approach life. We want to do everything with excellence. 
We want to love our wife with excellence, raise our children with excellence, serve our Lord with excellence and and do that. Do you listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church? And uh, we're going to be coming up on a break right now. We're going to take a break. And when we come back after the break, uh, we're just going to look at uh, serving, just serving as how a leader serves. You know what I mean? Amen. Hello, this is Alistair Begg inviting you to join me on a European tour this summer that includes a cruise down the scenic River Danube. We'll explore many historic sites where the Reformation took place 500 years ago. And we'll learn how the Reformation helps form our faith today. I hope you'll come along. Join Alistair Begg and your fellow mission listeners on our European Reformation Tour. Register at am980themission.com. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Hey, uh, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Uh, I just want to just share a little quick quick uh, word of encouragement with you that was encouraging to me and, and what we do. Uh, we, we got a report about our, our we ran our state meet last week, the USATF, uh, USA Track and Field State Meet last week. The AAU meet is this weekend. Uh, but we had a lady come up to us and just tell us that she said, you know, I, I like the vibe of your team. You know, you're. You're family oriented. You 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 get along. You love on the kids. Uh, she said it's just it's a uh, it's just a great 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 testimony, you know, and what you do, you know, and uh, and so and, and that's the thing we try to do. We we try to number one, we try to impact our sport, you know, by uh, being a light there. But number two, we want to be a witness, and we try to compete as Jesus would compete. And uh, so we this weekend we're running at Brooklyn Center. Uh, you know, we don't have a full team out there, but we'll be. We'll be about forty strong out there running and uh, and and competing and letting our light shine. So I want to read you a little something here. Uh, the art of leadership is about service. It's not about power, but empowerment. When you are great, you do not need power. It's not about manipulation, but inspiration. It's about people, not purpose. About becoming rather than doing. At the base part of it is service, service leadership. We teach that a leader is he serves. He doesn't dominate. He doesn't dictate, but he serves. He inspires. You know, you, as people look at you, they, they, they get inspired, inspired for greatness, inspired to go out there and serve, and hopefully inspired to go out there and serve our Lord. As, as we, we uh, one of my members of the church shared something. He said, you know, out of that scripture where it says, you know, you don't hide a light under a bushel. You know, let your light shine for all to see. And he said, but I wonder if the church has become a bushel. You know, we're hiding our light in the church. 
We're allowing the church to hide the light. We're allowing what we call that institutional church to dampen the light of Christ in our life. And we're not out there shining brightly for all to see. And and that's just, it's just something that it caught me and it struck me. And even as a leader, you know what I mean? How do I help people's light shine? How do I release in them that, that light to shine? So it can, it can attract, you know, it can draw, you know, those to know the savior. And it helps me as an ambassador do a better job. And then what needs to be done when you are great, you don't need power. Yeah. I mean, yeah, our greatness comes from Christ who, who has us there. So I, I, I say this to say this in, in a nutshell is that as a leader, whether you're a leader of your home, you're a leader of yourself, leader in a business, leader in a church, wherever you're a leader at, you know what I mean? You, you have to understand that you need a plan. You know, Habakkuk says to write the vision and make it plain. You know what I mean? So sometimes that plan has to come out of your head and it has to be written down. Even with my family, I write down a plan. I have a written plan. I've learned not to let them see it because my kids uh, would always buck against it. But I keep a notebook and sometimes I let them look at the notebook. Some things I may have written, you know, a few years ago or early in the year and to see how those things are, are coming to pass and see what they do. And as I ask the Lord, you know, how do I raise your children? How do I care for your daughter? You know, and uh, those are questions I always ask. And I always ask God that who, what, where, when, why, and how, you know, because uh, I don't I don't have all the answers. You know, I don't have all the answers and none of us have all the answers. And so it boils down to not only being a servant leader, but it also boils down to be a servant to the Lord Jesus Christ, serving him in prayer, serving him in the word, serving him in every way that we can imagine or, or think is possible. I know one time I was I was I was sitting there reflecting with my wife uh, the other day about uh, a decision we were really struggling to make. You know, I mean, whether we would uh, stay in Minneapolis or go. And we decided to stay in Minneapolis and, you know, increase the size of our home by adopting three children. So that's probably the best decision we've ever made, though. I wish I could have moved to Miami or back to Houston or someplace warm. We stayed up here, you know, because it was just for me, a territory for them. And uh, and man, that's just the best decision I've ever made. And uh, and and I mean, the, the level of closeness we have as family and 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 now grandchildren, oh my goodness, you know, all off that one decision, you know, which made me stay in Minnesota and uh, increase my family, and now my family is even bigger at nine people, you know what I mean? And and I'm loving every minute of it, and uh, and sometimes it's it's kind of hard when you see somebody going against, uh, uh, you know, God's plan for their life, you know, and you see them, and you have to realize that well, you know, God is patient; He'll draw them back; He'll do what needs to be done. And they used to get there. And, and no matter how well I plan, you know what I mean? You know, the, as the scriptures say, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter about my plans, but God's plans will always overrule. So I've learned that even in my planning process, I'm asking him. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I get tired of my little plans getting overridden. And I've learned to ask him. And then because his plans are the ones that's going to work, no matter you it, you know, no matter what we put our mind or hearts to, God's plans are going to always come out on top. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of Lord Church, and I'm Pastor Joe Sutton with you this week and, uh, and continue to talk uh, about leadership and, and where it needs to go and understanding this. I just want to share the definition one more time of leadership. 
Uh, this is a definition developed by uh, Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, leadership is the capacity to influence others through inspiration generated by a passion, motivated by a vision, birthed by conviction, produced by a purpose. Purpose is our original intent. Conviction is our belief in something significant. Vision is our purpose in pictures. Passion, our desire, a desire stronger than death. Inspiration, generating meaning in others. In other words, give people the meaning for their lives. Influence, submission of others to others' authority. And you also you just had that where it goes. So leadership, our corporate commitment to the cause, how we express ourselves, what we do and where we're going. You know, I say this again, and I always say this, that our problems in this world are not about money and not about things. We pour millions and trillions of dollars into different projects in different areas, and we see no change. You know, our problem is in leadership, the ability to serve and make people feel significant and inspire them to greatness. That's what we need. Not another scandal, not another thing, not tearing down, not being negative but to reach out there and influence and inspire people to greatness. I hope I've inspired you to do something great today, to go out there and serve your Lord. And remember who, what, where, when, why, and how. Lord, answer these questions for me, that I may lead those you've given me in confidence and in character. God bless Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.